Hi, and welcome to another episode of Unordained, the podcast that deconstructs deconstruction. And by that, I mean we take a deep dive into all things pertaining to what it's like to deconvert from um, religion. I have a, an exciting guest with me today. I'm really interested in hearing his story. Uh, he uh, told me that he is a was a born-again Christian for 40 years, and after that he became an agnostic for five years, and now he believes in a creator, and so I'm really excited about talking to, um, to our next guest, and his name is Barry Waldersdorf, and so please join me in welcoming Barry. Hi, Barry. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. How are you? Good, good. Good. Thanks for um, thanks for uh, agreeing to come on to me uh, on with me. <laughs> I'll be editing oh. that out. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> thanks for agreeing to be a guest on Unordained. Um, you having a good day? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Great day. Yeah. So you had messaged me this morning and, um, and I was just so, I'm so curious. I think we should uh, jump right into your um, story. So I already told our listeners that you were a born again Christian for 40 years. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about, tell me about how you became a Christian in the first place and what that was like. Right. Yeah. Um, I say 40 years because it was roughly age nine to 49. My mom became a born again Christian when I was about eight, eight years old. And uh, through like a real tragic, abusive background that she had, I think she really caught on to the born again message. She was Presbyterian when my parents were married. And then there was an assistant pastor that taught the born again message and she just ate it up. And she started going to a Baptist church, one of the hell and brimstone, you know, pastor pound the pulpit screaming. And they would show those horrible films of, uh, you know, mm. where people's heads would be chopped off with the guillotine if they didn't deny Christ. So I got, I remember getting baptized, getting baptized again when I was like nine or 10, because I didn't feel like I knew what repentance was. So <clears throat> I ended up going to Christian school from fourth grade through my senior year I went a year even to Jerry Falwell's college or a semester Jerry Falwell uh, Liberty University in Lynchburg Virginia okay. dropped out of there and then um you know in and out of left the Lord you know came back went to Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia that held 2300 people had three morning services to accommodate I uh, went to Israel with them in 1993, Ooh. Pastor Joe Foch. I saw Chuck Smith, if anyone's familiar with Calvary Chapels. I am. He came out as a visitor, and Joe Foch was pretty big in the, what I call now a cult. Um, and I'm serious about that. I own it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So tell me why. Tell me why you see your old religion as uh, as a cult. Right. Um, I don't see it. So I was agnostic for five years after I went through a very difficult time. But even before that difficult time, I kind of renounced everything by faith because of three main things, which I could go into if we have time. And I, and I really it was very dramatic. Like I, I was in the living room, my kids and my ex-wife were in Florida, and it, it was just this dramatic cursing the God that I knew that I thought I knew I would never do that now I have deep respect for the creator but I um wait what was your question <laughs> <laughs> that's okay it happens to me I, all, I the time, the house, Gary, all the time all the time yeah so I was wondering why you think you're why you consider it to be a, a cult, oh, your old religion right, right. so I see Jesus now as just a good man, maybe a wise man, maybe a prophet, 
similar though to Albert Einstein, Steve Jobs, Jobs, Jobs. Jobs, yeah. Uh, you know, the social media is changing the world. People are talking like we are, you know, me in the US by Philadelphia, you're up in Canada, New Newfoundland, right? Yep. And it it's just amazing. So I see Jesus uh, as a man. He spoke out against the religious leaders. They call them the Pharisees and Sadducees in the Bible. Yeah. Um, I don't see him as willingly dying on a cross. I believe the Romans did kill him because he spoke out against the religious. Well, I think the religious leaders were in bed with the politicians just as they are now. Hasn't changed 2000 years. So, um, and then the third that I said, well, I don't think he was virgin birthed and I don't mm. see him as a savior. So, um, so I kind of see it not as just some benign, you know, church practice. Um, it, as you know, it's changing policy. Um, you know, we got a man in the white house, the last term that knew to get, he knew to become president. He needed the evangelical base. He was recorded as saying this years before. Yeah. He was a Democrat, but he knew Pat Robertson's, the Falwells. Yeah. The, uh, you know, at any evangelical, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And it really split things down the middle. The vote was almost even. You know, you even had Pence as a true born again Christian. You know, it's like, it's like the evangelicals really hooked on to Donald Trump. Um, and, you know, to be honest with you, when I was a born again Christian in 2016, I voted for Donald Trump because I thought he was a businessman. He changed things around, turn upside down Washington, you know. Well, he did a lot of that stuff. <laughs> and, um, and I did not vote for him in 2020. I feel much more at peace. President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. It's just a different thing. Right. So well, let's go back to yeah. um, so did you have an experience that you considered to be like a born again experience? And in those 40 years, were you like what convinced you for 40 years that right. you know what you believe was was right? Right. So, oh, do you mean, did I have like a born again experience when I was a kid? Yeah. Or, or yeah. yeah. Yes. Probably numerous times when I was a kid, because it's your parents telling you what to do. Right. When I have daughters that are 12 and 14 years old and going back five years, they were similar to the age that I was. And I'm like, this is a horror to think if my girls were taught this, mm. um, that's one of the, re that's one of the three reasons why I curse the God because there's nothing my daughters could do to me, say to me, not believe about me, mm. that I would banish them in so-called punishment. You know, the born agains love to say spanking, it's a discipline. It's well, God isn't just spanking. We're talking about conscious eternal punishment, which is a litmus test for me. I've seen it in two church documents, their doctrine of faith online. They refer to conscious eternal punishment hell so yeah. if one believes in that it's a cult i'll say it straight out i was part of it so there's nothing my kids could do so on that age i'm thinking of the age i'm making that association and i'm like what kind of god is this you know mm -hmm. so, you know the other couple real quickly the other two things were noah's are <clears throat> the ridiculous the logistics of it like i made a whole separate um Facebook page called Micro Noah's Ark. And I'm not really doing anything with it there. It is there. So M-I-C-R-O, Micro Noah's Ark. So it's it's kind of taking a look at the micro, really yeah. looking at it. Really yeah, the logistics like, of what it would take. Logistics, right. Yeah. Could, yeah. could the earth hold like 29,000 feet of water? Right. Yeah. The methane gas alone on the, on this. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So it, you know, rain for 40 days, 40 nights, but the earth was underwater for a whole year. Yeah. I believe. And and somehow a bird eventually brings back a branch. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
where was the branch growing? You know, it, yeah. if the water could recede, yeah. it would be all mushy, humans, babies, <laughs> animals all over. Yeah. Everything would be dead. Yeah, It would have taken years to, for anything to grow back. Yeah. So, and the third thing, about five, six years ago, a particular group of people, fundamentalists that were burning people alive in cages and really? chopping people's heads off. Well, it, it was Islam. Um, and they showed, they pretty, they were on YouTube and they had those videos on for a while and they would show up to the point, I think, where they would like the fire, but a person would be in a cage, they would douse them with gas and then they would light them. Well, I'm thinking, my God, it's going to do worse than that. They are more, <laughs> it's like, they're not doing as bad of a deed as my God is because the person may die 20, 30 minutes, okay? Right, it's, over. it's temporary, but, yeah. Right, temporary, but we, yeah. eternal punishment is yeah. billion. Yeah. Without stopping, like, yeah. It's great, like it's. Yeah, I watched, um, I watched a, uh, a true crime documentary a couple of weeks ago about oh, this wow. young boy who um, um, basically he got burned um like 90 percent of his body somebody lit him right. on fire in, in senseless oh, wow. violence and his mom said that she listened to him scream for four months after four months he was in so much pain and 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 i think about all of these christians who say that they're loving and their god is loving and yet you know they're okay with millions of people burning like that without stop and that's right. somehow a just right. and loving god it's uh right. it's on is is unbelievable really and which is strange that we we believed it for so long like why what do you think it took 40 years or whatever for you to think about right. noah's ark for example i wonder the well, same thing about yeah. myself yeah that's a that's a good question and things just came to a head in my life mm. in that I was a doubter most of my life. I always think I was a thinker, like that great thinker, you know, that the yeah. people But I'm also, I also noticed recently that I follow my heart. I think that I can love easily, hate. I don't really, like something really interesting happened to me in the last six months. I'm, I'm grateful and thankful for everybody, everyone in my life, past, present, and future. I, I don't have to name anybody because I'm including everybody. It's brought me to where I am now. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it was dealing with a narcissist for years and not knowing it and then finding out and then really, you know, going on some Facebook groups and hearing people talk about what a narcissist is. I'm like, wow. Yeah, mental health is another, had, like, another issue. That's, sorry, mental health is another issue that gets uh, right, buried right. and hidden in church. Um, that's right. been that was my experience okay. uh, you know suffering with depression pretty much all my right. life and okay. of course medication it was considered to be I, I don't know if anybody ever really came out and said it was sinful but definitely you know if you were a Christian with enough faith you wouldn't need medication so um, no, yeah things like that you you spiritualize it right, right. yeah like the devil's yeah, behind I, anything that's negative and it's ironic because I think the, I don't believe in the devil, but as far as the Bible goes, he's the good guy. He only killed 10 people in the Bible. Do you know who? <laughs> Job's family, Job's children. And God let Satan. him do that. And right. And it was a gambling. It was a gamble by God. He's like, oh, look at my man, Job. Yeah. Satan's like, oh, well, you know, I mess with them. Okay, well, have Adam. Well, yeah. he kills 10 kids. Job is the, Job is the. Yeah the 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 biggest like I, I shake my head when I think about how I overlooked right. so much bullshit in that one story you know like mm -hmm. you know God kills all of his family and right. his livestock his servants he basically God allows Satan to kill everybody and then but Job is okay with it because God gives him some more children later like I know I like, know like I mean, children can be replaced like that you know right. if you Somebody have a dozen kids and a dozen of them die 
in a horrible accident and you get a dozen more, does that make right. it all better? No. It's just <laughs> no, there's still unfortunately 10, 12 dead people. Right. Children. Right. So but the indoctrination keeps us believing it or or, or right. like we don't we don't stop long enough on those stories to really right. you know really as i'm talking it, about it now something's come into my mind mm -hmm. i always feel like i had empathy for people i always felt like i identified with them people that were suicidal i knew what they were thinking a lot of people would quickly say oh he's selfish okay i i get that but the person has no hope they're hopeless yeah. they might go out at a party they can't even really function correctly no nope. And then they go home to their misery. And yeah. I'll quickly to tell you about that, to be open with you. I was depressed in and out all my life, probably since I was 22 and I'm 54 now. Yeah. Now the last six months, the depression is gone. Thank God. I, I came to a, I've been in it and uh, suicidal thoughts. Yeah. I was suicidal five, six years ago after my ex-wife announced she wanted a divorce. Initially, I was okay with it, but then I took a nosedive and it, it got really bad. Um, what did you tell your- I, mean, I don't, it's like, I don't wanna give anybody ideas, but it's like, I almost killed myself five times. Mm -hmm. Now, I do see a counselor, like a FaceTime person weekly. Mm -hmm. It's awesome, we talk about boundaries, narcissism, friendships, relationships, God, and she's not a Christian as far as I know. Yeah, I made the mistake of going to, to two Christian counselors for marital counseling. And you know what? I'm gonna tell you one quick thing that I figured this out, or I thought about this a few months ago. Take a couple, you got a man and a woman, or whatever sex you are. You got, if they're two born again Christians, which we were, it's like having four people because it's like yeah. both of them are trying to be and strive to be the other Christian or the newborn, yes. you know, the yeah. newborn, new birth. And so they're, they're talking like to both people and you don't even, so I don't even think Christians, people identify as Christians and they're going to get offended by this. I don't care. People identify as Christians. I don't, there's no such thing as like the so-called born again Christian in that there is no rebirthed Christian because of Jesus Christ entering their heart. Now I do feel born again, to be honest with you, having God in my life, whether it's, you want to call it the Holy spirit. I'm all about that. Every day I get up at four 30 in the morning, I go outside. I have a beautiful view of I'm along the Delaware river in Pennsylvania, between Pennsylvania and New Jersey. I'm in the middle of nature. I can hike, walk, bike. My girls refer to me living at the mountain house. Mm -hmm. But it's. Well, this is so what I, I feel thought. reborn. I feel like I have the fruits of the spirit now. Love, joy, peace, long suffering, you know, all that. Yeah, yeah. It's more hope and peace than I've ever felt about anything in my life. So it's interesting because I, yeah. I feel I, I, I feel that way None. myself. I feel that um, I am just really now becoming my authentic self in the past few years yeah. since yeah. I've been an atheist. Um, I don't I don't believe um, in, in any gods. Um, right. And so but I do feel that I, I, I do have more peace. I'm happier. Um, I have more empathy and compassion for people. I feel like I'm more right. moral. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I want to, this is what I find interesting. So I want to like really kind of slow down and talk about, okay, yeah. so you went from being born again and believing in the biblical God, I assume. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, and then you so you saw, God, I think it's a fake. Right. Yeah. And so you saw cracks in that. Yes. And then you got to a point where you were agnostic. And so explain yes. to me what you mean by, by that. Right. Um, I, I'm, I was probably an agnostic theist or, you know what I mean? Bent towards yeah. theism. So did you still, I don't ever in... think I was atheist. Okay. Did I still believe in what? 
did you still believe in that in the in the god of the bible uh i think i i think i even i think i did because it was all i knew so there was a fear there there was still a fear of hell right now right i don't fear hell no i don't no i i don't either i don't think it's a real place so i don't i certainly don't fear it yeah yeah. Every religion has their own hell. So I was never afraid yeah. of going to anybody else's hell. <laughs> right. Yeah. And a lot of, I mean, so many have experienced a type of hell on earth. Like I went through my own, like things happened December 28th of this past year. Things changed dramatically. I moved into like the most beautiful place in the world from what mm-hmm. I consider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I was in hell for like four years. Right. Things were bad. I'm going to tell you something that I've told most people, but I'll throw it out even even farther. I lived in a town called Ben Salem, which people won't know. It was by a casino called Parks. I'd go there and play poker. It was kind of like, I felt like a camaraderie there. I just liked doing it. Mm-hmm. I'd lived in a hotel for two years and 10 months. I lived next to a Wawa, which is, I don't know if you have them in Canada, but it's no. a convenience. It's a convenience uh, okay. store that has great coffee. They make hoagies, sandwiches. Okay. You know, and for a while until COVID hit, you know, I got a continental breakfast. After that hit, then I just got the free coffee. <laughs> but that's how bad it was. That's how bad things were that I thought in my mind, it would be worse if I moved into like an apartment complex I'd rather just stay in a hotel. Some days I didn't even hardly get out of bed. It's like my legs started atrophying. They re- I used to have like kind of muscular legs and they started like not being so much like that. Um, but the owner of the place was very nice. I talked to him about like Hinduism and he was all about talking about that. It was really cool. Just my mind's open now to trying different things, to try mm-hmm. to listening about astrology. You know, I'm Sagittarius, November 26th, mm-hmm. um, 6 6, which is always funny because I'm like the 666 baby. It's like 11 26 6 6. <laughs> um, my mom. I used to have a friend who her house number was 665. I used to call her the neighbor of the beast. <laughs> oh, wait, her what number? What her house number was 665. Oh, right, right. So I'd call her the neighbor of the beast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like learning about numbers. My mother thought I was demon possessed yeah. about seven years ago. And is that because you were no longer religious? Yeah, because, because of what I was saying, she's very fundamentalist, all about the Bible being 100% inerrant. She'll witness, like, if she were to meet you, it'd be her goal to witness to you. She's been like this all the yeah. 45 years. Right. Um, to the point where it's just, it's just very difficult. Because right. it's like how, you know, you picture family outings, Christmases, going over to, like, grandparents' house, and she just has to keep witnessing every single time. Oh, yeah. Well, so, yeah. If she, if she sincerely believes what she you know, right. when her doctor well, tells her, she, she you know must what? feel like she has to. No, not many people say what you just said, which is very interesting. Because I'm like, why the fuck are not all my born-again Christian friends trying to save the heretic? Me. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm all out. I'm all out. Yeah. On Facebook, Instagram. Oh, oh yeah, TikTok. Barry. I mean, I, I was I was a pastor. Well, I, was, I was a preacher. I said oh. I was a pastor and a preacher, and I haven't. Oh, I don't know much about you. That's nobody wow. has asked. Nobody, nobody, uh, you know, hardly anybody, anyway, has asked. Um, okay. I certainly don't get any calls to warn me that I'm going to hell. Not from, not from people oh. who know me, but you know, I do wow. get messages from strangers on the internet telling me I'm going to hell. Right. <laughs> you mean a pastor? But like it's interesting. Um, you know. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was I was an ordained pastor. I was a born again Christian for oh. 24 years, um, okay. from the age of 28 until um, wow. from the age of 28 until I guess it wasn't 24 years, <laughs> 28 until about 50. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and for me, I, I came across those same realizations, 
similar to what you did. And, and I'm finding that everybody has their own almost like breaking point as far as the Bible goes. Um, I spoke I with so. one lady who, who you know, the, the crack in her foundation was realizing, hey, how come the Apostle Paul gets a special visit from Jesus and nobody else does? Um, yeah, right. And so everybody, everybody has their different, you know, the different crack in the dam. Um, but once it starts, it just, right. you know, and that's what it was like for, for me and uh, my husband, we, we've been married for over 30 years and we deconverted, deconstructed and deconverted together, basically. Oh, wow. That's um, great. Yeah. So you're still together. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how people go through that kind of thing separately right. well, they, because it, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it must be like its own friggin' kind of hell. Cause it was hard enough to come out of it myself, let alone right. if I, you know, I had a spouse who was still in it. I don't know. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, we actually retired um, and we just had lots of time. So we were, out of ministry and out of business and lots of time on our hands and start just started really thinking you know right. like like I said those verses um some of those bible stories and Noah's Ark was one of them yeah um but for me when I when I discovered that I couldn't trust the bible right um to find the god that I believed in I was kind of lost and I was like, well, I, where do I find, how do you find right. the God then if you can't find it in yeah. this book? Um, and so that's where, that's where I went next is looking for, well, what evidence is there of any God, like, you know? Right. So I didn't go to any other faith beliefs or, or any kind of theistic belief after that. I right. examined the uh, evidence for any kind of supernatural or any deity and I just found that it was not something that I that was substantiated enough for me to be convinced okay so tell me what convinced you yeah see a little different for me I learned a lot of bible verses over my life over my mm -hmm. life fourth grade fifth like those early elementary years especially because I was at like a fundamentalist baptist church where my mom got saved kind of place or where she went to. So I, a lot of Bible verses are in my mind mm -hmm. and a lot of them make sense now. Um, and so I take away, people say, well, you're picking and choosing, Barry. Well, mm -hmm. pray without ceasing. I have no problem with that now. I pray all the time. I'm, it's a constant thing. You know, the whole thing about take my yoke upon you, it is light. It's the best. That works for me. So because how do it's you like, and the thing about planning, your, you know, a man plans his steps, but the or man plans his way, and the God, the heart of man, yeah, the heart of man so plans his steps. Yeah, I'll fumble up the verse, but I have yeah. the, the thought of it. Yeah. But the um, but like another crack I'll quick tell you is the whole Jewish religion based on the sacrifices of animals. Like we're talking about billions of animals being sacrificed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, why? Like I was at God the wedding. Likes the smell of you it. Know, I, it, right. It was a sweet fragrance <laughs> to the Lord. My gosh. Yeah. Um, so the idea, see, I always thought my girls, my if I had kids, which I didn't have them till later in life, you know, I didn't have them until I was 40. I always thought they would bring me closer to God. But then I found the opposite happened. They brought me away from God in those lost years. Then they brought me then back to God. So it really, like a lot of thoughts that I had years ago that people might've thought I was crazy. Like I thought I was going to write a book. I did write a song. I thought I could do a movie. You know, people labeled me as manic. And, you know, if you looked at the DSM now, I've been manic since January 1st, pretty much. So can one be manic for seven months straight? Mm. I don't know. I don't care. Right. Uh, so if you, so you just quoted some Bible verses. So would yeah. it be fair to say then that the God that you believe in is the God of the Bible? Well, I think he's in there. He's in but, there. See, so how do you that, find them? How do you right. find which ones? Yeah. In my mind, I had to take out 
the Judeo-Christian God. Like, okay, it's kind of easy for us to probably both believe that the guy that smelled the sweet fragrance of animals, bloody animals dying, you could pretty much throw that out. Like, okay, that's part of the Bible. That makes no sense. All right, I'm going to get rid of that. Well, that's a big piece of the Bible. We're talking about what the whole Judaism is based on, which then yeah. Christianity is based on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow, this is earth shattering. So, yeah. but then some, but then like some of the verses that I mentioned, you know, probably some of the Psalms, I got to go back and read stuff, but yeah. you know, the fruits of the spirit, I, I feel like, I don't even know if I ever truly had them. I thought, you know, you kind of think you do, you strive to have them, but you know, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, love, like I've never had more hope, joy, and peace in my whole life, happiness. Like so, you, you really couldn't offer me a billion dollars to take away what I have and then right. keep the billion. Right. I'm not interested. Right. So I won the lottery, a right. big lot. Right. Yeah. So the things that you, that make sense to you in the Bible. Right. Wouldn't they, would they be things that would make sense anyway? Like if, if the Bible was written by men, I mean, men were smart back right. then as well. So right. it would have some insight into, you know, human character and and you know that kind of thing like i'm just curious how do you like the fruits of the spirit like how do you know that the spirit how do you know that that's a real thing oh okay because i was right you know i had a guy try to talk to me and he he kept saying barry you gotta can you prove your god my answer now is no i cannot write a recipe i cannot prove it all i know is that i was not I was having pathetic prayers probably most of my life. And then like the couple of the few years up till the beginning of this year, I was not even really seeking God anymore. You know, when I went to Israel, I put two prayers in the wall of the wailing wall. It's custom. I want to know you, Jesus. And I want purpose for my life. I feel like the purpose for my life at the time was to go back to school, get a bachelor's degree in nursing. I felt like I knew Jesus more. So I um I can't make a recipe. I think we're all this might sound cliche, but we're all on our own journey. If someone tells me what they believe and it's different than me, I'm like, ah, that's fine. No problem, because varying points of the last 45 years, I've believed craziness. Yeah. So that's me admitting. That's me owning Barry Waltersdorf. I believed in this born again Christianity. I thought it was the truth. When I was a kid, we're talking 9, 10, 11, gone elementary school. I didn't see people as good or bad. I saw them as saved or unsaved. Oh, yes. Going to heaven, going to hell. This is the thought of a nine-year-old? Yeah. like something's yeah. wrong there. so it's so what is your what for is, me to throw a lot of that out right right it's almost like this might sound odd but almost all the good stuff in the bible that it says about god i gotta go back and revisit that but the evil stuff it's too easy that it was written by man like it was written by patriarchal man women didn't right. even write it you oh, know god, it's like no. need more women in government yeah, we, we would never write passion. that shit. We would What's never, that? we would never write. I said we would never write that shit. We would never right. tell we need a great victim that we she need had to marry her rapist. Yeah, I'm saying. Wait, say that again. I was. I said we would never. A woman would never tell right. a rape victim that she should marry her rapist. Oh, yeah. Right. It's just right. or that her body is not her own. Yeah, that wasn't written. Right. And so how do you know? Thing. Okay, that's let's go. Thing. My my real quick. My whole mindset of everything changed. I used to be against abortion. I thought it was murder. Yeah. Now I'm like, you know what? It's a woman's body. She can do it as she chooses. Yeah. There's part of me that still hurts, like that a child is not being born, but it's not my choice. Yeah. Um, so I was a lifelong Republican, except for when my dad first registered me probably when I was 18, a Democrat, because he was, and I just didn't know about it. I thought, oh, should be a republican i'm leaning towards 
Democrat thoughts now. And yeah. I'm telling you, I voted straight Republican. Yeah. Well, I used to pray. I used to try to pray the gay way. So, I mean, you know, as a pastor, I did conversion okay. therapy on, you know, a couple of. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, and now I do, uh, I actually perform, I actually perform gay weddings. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I've had a little bit of right. change in my morals as well. Yeah. 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 So tell me, so what, okay. For me, my experience when I, went through like deconstructed my biblical beliefs I was basically left for a couple of years at least just thinking well I know God exists I know that part is true because we are here so obviously there has to be a creator right. and so I, I lived like that for a couple of years and I was very very happy I mean right. um, you know just very content with not knowing anything other than that, you know, that a God existed and that he was loving. Um, and so would you say that that's kind of the same thing that like, you know, that you're describing of, um, you know, throwing away some of the things in the Bible right. that don't make sense? Yes. Yeah, well, you just said there, I can relate to that. Yeah. I really can, because probably the first couple months of me being here at my place, like, it's hard to know exactly when it happened. It's just, I know about five, six months ago, all of a sudden I realized I'm not agnostic. I wasn't looking for God. I felt, I had this one thing where I felt like it was like the Big Dipper and he just scooped me up. I did not, I was not looking for God. I was not. And I moved here and then there was this transition time about two months. Like, I felt like the rug was going to get pulled out from under me that I was not going to be able to live here or something crazy <sighs> that I would accidentally die. Like I told my daughters, I want to live to be 130. And this is a father that almost, that that's my biggest regret. And that really makes me emotional to think that I would have taken my life and my girls would have had to live life. Yeah. Like when I was especially suicidal, five people killed themselves. Robin Williams, Kate Spade, mm. the, the Spade bags and all that stuff. Uh, I had tickets to go see Lincoln Park, like a rock group. Chester Bennington, a lead singer, killed himself like yeah. two months before I was supposed to go see him. Chris Cornell, another awesome. He's probably like the most beautiful male voice. Used to be with Soundgarden, great album, Euphoria, which I didn't even know about until after he died. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. The chef. You know, here he, you think he has the best job in the world, going to countries that are enemies. You know, those two rock stars, beautiful wives, beautiful. I think they each had like six kids. Mm. Rob mm -hmm. Williams had everything, although I, he might have been going through some dementia, like some kind of, yeah, like some yeah. other thing. Yeah. But the other guys, and I don't even know what happened to Kate Spade. I think her husband was going to divorce her or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. And they all killed themselves by hanging and with like a scarf. I don't know how they did it yeah so so tell me what so what happened then for you to um to have to have a, a new change like what uh what happened well, what happened six months ago specifically right. that? well things started changing for the better um right like and that's where i'm thankful i lived in a hotel for two years and right ten right. months who would say that right i pay twice as much then that i do now on rent So I have that contrast there to live up on this nice, beautiful hill, looking down at a river and a bridge, beautiful river towns. Like it's really kind of nice here. Beautiful landlords, people, I'm meeting all kinds of people. My, all right, here's a little miracle. So typical person, this is not a miracle, but it's a miracle. I'll tell you why. I was not looking, I, I lived in that little a part or a place down in you know by the casino an hour away from where i live now now i was not looking to move where i am now but i asked my ex-sister my ex-wife's sister who's a realtor i texted her i said can you help me find a place for some reason i just felt i had to make a move for my girls oh sure she got back to me right away she's a beautiful person she sent me pictures to this place. Long story short, I got the place. 
my parents grew up or my mother grew up up here. My mother, my grandparents are buried less than a mile and a quarter from my house. I go visit them. That's a see, that's a miracle to me. Now, mm -hmm. an atheist that might say, Barry, prove it. That is one of a ton of things that are happening to me. Yeah. Another example, I, I referred to my mom, my mom's background of precluded her accepting God. Now, you don't know any of this, but my grandmother, 60 years ago, was murdered with a bayonet. She was stabbed four times and it was ruled a suicide. Holy Jesus. So we're talking on an 18 inch bayonet going <laughs> from the front out the back of her body, hitting her vertebrae. Yeah. I mean, you know, on the way out. Came out again, went through the same hole, different trajectory. Mm -hmm. A third wound, which took out her, like went through the inferior vena cava, the heart, which would have been a death wound. You'd, you'd bleed out instantly. Now, what's unusual, the coroner back then, 60 years ago, and present day coroners, which I'm involved with, chief of police, this and that. I have copies of the death certificate, police report, um, coroner's report, newspaper articles from that time. There was an eight, in, an eight centimeter wound into her neck with this bayonet, and it didn't bleed. It was called a non-bleeding tract wound. That's because your heart is not pumping blood. You know, I know when I cut myself shaving, right. you bleed for half an hour. Gotcha. So, yeah. And then for whatever reason, you know, she was found out in a field in a triangular positioning 25 feet away, her dead body with maggots. So it took like a day and a half for that, I think. The sword, the bayonet and an article of clothing. And how people didn't think there was foul play with that. My big question now, yeah, that's... I'm writing a book about this, is yeah. why didn't anybody do anything? Why, yeah. why is a grandson 60 years later doing something? Why am I doing it? Because I want to clear this up for myself, for family, for girl, my kids, because it's going to come up in their lives. And if mm -hmm. I don't like crush yeah. it, and mm -hmm. I mean crush it, mm -hmm. it's going to bother them. Mm -hmm. My mom never spoke of it. Like it's a whole other story. Mm. But, and, um, I believe, so do you think that God is like, so I believe he's leading me through this because right, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. All right. So I go to a place for breakfast, probably five days a week. It's like six minutes from here in this town called Upper Black Eddy. It's where my mom grew up in. It's where dead body was found. My grandfather owned a bar for 25 years in the seventies and eighties. Bikers went there. I even met a guy presently who his brother was shot in there. My grandfather, not a good man. But his blood and his DNA is running through my veins. Um, so, where was I going? <laughs> uh, you were saying I, I it could, felt I like... Like God yeah. was leading you is what you're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so so I go into <laughs> this breakfast place. There's a little beautiful atrium room with windows. There's like one young man in there in his 30s. He's on a laptop. I'm like, are you writing a book? He said, no, are you? I said, yep. <laughs> we talked for half an hour. He hooked me up with someone that's going to help me write the book. So stuff like that. Having Zoom calls with them. Mm. Uh I'm hoping this book's going to come out in the next six months or a year. Oh, good. Um, good. Yeah. So do you think if not for God, you would not be able to, you wouldn't be doing those things or you wouldn't have, you know, well, had the place that you're in now? Is, right. is, that, is that what you mean? Uh, I don't know how it would have because I was living in a hotel for almost three years. I went through hell for four years. Now I went through a horrible divorce. I was ready to kill myself five times. I had a noose around my neck three times, three different times. I almost jumped off of an 11-story parking garage in Philadelphia. I didn't do it because, like, I'm a nurse, and I was a trauma nurse. And there's a lot of trauma hospitals in Philadelphia. And I thought, I'm not going to be dead, and they're going to bring me back. And I'm going to be on a ventilator quadriplegic. Or I'm going to land on somebody. 
I went down, I drove down there. It took, you know, it takes like 50 minutes from where I lived. I had to park, pay $25 for parking. And I did this twice within probably a week, week and a half. I wrote suicide notes each time. I said, put it on me, I guess. My car is up on the 11th floor. You know, how bad, like, how bad is that? So that was all in my mind of just agnosticism, thinking that maybe there's this God, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I just was, I, I, you know what? I was like a zombie just going day to day, moment mm-hmm. by moment, mm-hmm. go play poker. Sometimes I'd win, sometimes I'd lose. Got to like a buffet. You, and eat. How do you... Um how do I put this so so how do you relate to your how do you relate to your god now like yeah like how how do you know about your god or um you know how can you give me like some kind of a a description so it's it's a god of the bible but right a different well it's the god of the good things of the bible right um I'm up every day at 4 30 in the morning almost sometimes earlier rarely later i go outside walk i i've kind of had this thing of taking pictures of sunrises and posting them on facebook to the town that's across the bridge and people seem to like them you know i i got here in the winter snow now there's tree you know leaves everywhere and i'm coming into the fall like every season it's gonna be so beautiful so I'm having thought, I never heard audible voices, but I'm having thoughts come through my mind that I've never had before. Um, And it's just, wow. I find myself just worshiping God, coming to tears. Like, I'm like, God, this is not, I've never had this thought in all my life. And all of a sudden I'm having these thoughts. And then you think, oh, that's still quiet voice. Um, So that, that's like a little bit of the example. Another thing is I meet people all the time. I believe it or not, I used to be an introvert. I'm like pretty much extrovert now. I'll talk to anyone. And I find that every person, every person I talk to, I'd learn something from. I dated a narcissist for a month. I didn't even know what a narcissist was until way after the fact. And I'm thankful for her even, you know, um, or even her. So I, um, it's just, I feel good. I'm not suicidal. That's the other thing. I'm grateful that I used to be suicidal, suicidal ideation, almost kill myself, attempted. I end up, yeah, I ended up in a behavioral health hospital for three weeks. Yeah. Early. You know, I was at work, someone thought I was depressed, told my boss, I got caught on the office. I ended up going down a crisis in the hospital and then agreeing to sign myself in. Probably saved my life. Yeah. Spent three weeks in there. So I had a few friends that were there for me, like male friends, take me out to eat. One like worked in the same town I was living in, the other not far, he was, my other friend was gone through a divorce, similar. So, and so many born again Christians are getting divorced. You know, it's like the statistics are no different. No. Because that comes back to me thinking there's no such thing as a born again Christian. There's people yeah. that think they're born again Christians. They associate with them because they believe that Jesus died on the cross, you know, all that. Mm. So they are in I, that I, perspective, but, they're, but there's no such thing as born again Christians. I, I agree no that there's, there's no such thing, yeah. but for me, I would say it's because, you know, that there's, there's no God. So there's no, there's no, right. um, See, you know, there's no born that. again to be had. Right. And the same with like, um, you know, uh, Christians divorcing. Well, you know, right. they're relying on something that doesn't exist. So they're no different. They have, people have the same struggles, you know, they're just, right. they just think they have. That, that's that's my view on it that they just right. think that they have uh, a see, god yeah what see another thing i think for me that's important is i think every single person ever been born that has prayed 
is praying to the same God. Allah. I could call praise Allah. I could praise any God. I think we're all praying the same God. So in a way, I almost feel like the God will answer some prayers and work in the lives of some people that are born again Christians and believe that that God is conscious eternal punishment God. Because just like just because I would believe that, it doesn't take away that there's the possibility that there is the God. I'm just believing wrong about the God. You know, think about how many times I might have thought wrong about a friend or my parents, you know, mm-hmm. you know, not being married and think I know what marriage is about, or you know, until you go through this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's really interesting. That's really interesting. Um, you know, how we kind of went through same same channels, you know, for so yeah. much and then um come to different conclusions. I I I I find that to be uh Right. See, um, just fascinating. Right. Not to get too personal, but I'm going to make this observation. Like I went through a divorce. I thought it ended my life. That was my biggest fear was marrying someone that I would divorce. But I have two beautiful girls. Right. Right. Now, if there's a couple that stayed married, deconverted together, now believe the same way together, that is a drastic difference than living in a hotel wanting to kill yourself because I didn't I didn't even really want to date anybody like I just was so broken yeah I I can actually I I can actually relate to that I I met Jesus when I was 28 and suicidal actually um and someone you know convinced me that Jesus uh cared for me and that God was real and I just needed to um just you know take it by faith and what had happened to me then is I really did feel like I had a genuine um born again experience like I I I felt like I had a relationship with God it felt like a miracle at the time I had over 20 something years I had hundreds of confirmation of prayers that I prayed and stuff like that as well and at one point we were actually homeless and we we were living in a hotel Uh um yeah it's a long story I'm going to cover in a different uh podcast but um yeah and and I still believed in God for a good 10 years after after that um and so yeah like I like in my in my Christian walk I had just as many setbacks and victories, I guess, as, as now, as I do now, right. you know, you know what I mean? Um, what, um, what made you then become an atheist? Because I would almost be thinking all those little confirmations are similar yeah. to what I'm having now. Oh, but I see, them, I see them so differently. Yeah. I, I see them so differently now. I like, I feel that I was indoctrinated to interpret these coincidences because coincidences coincidences do happen. But, you know, my thinking was that when something really unusual happened or something really good happened, um, you know, or something very rare, then that would have been proof of, um, you know, that my prayers were answered, basically. Um, but you know, I mean, I, we've gone, I, I've preached all over Canada and talked about yeah. the, um, miracles that I've seen. And we, we believed in healing. We believe that we saw people healed of, um, you know, physical and okay. mental right, right. illnesses right. and that kind of stuff. Um, I became an atheist and to me, an atheist is just, it just means that uh, I am not convinced of anybody's God claims. And so I went, like I said, for a couple of years, just thinking, well, God obviously exists because we're here. There's no other explanation. Um, And I I was fine with that. But then I had a conversation about, it was just a, a, 
a benign conversation about a different theory of where we, um, you know, where we originated. And one, and it doesn't involve a creator at all. And so when, when I, when my mind opened to the fact that maybe the earth and all of humanity can be here without a creator, then that to me made complete sense because all religions can't be all right, but they can all be wrong. And so I started looking at, you know, why do people believe in God? What evidence is there? And I found that almost, well, almost exclusively people believed in the God that um, in the in the culture of where they were raised. So basically whatever right. your family was. And then, you know, it's um, it's the indoctrination where we are taught to interpret these events in such in that in that way um right. and so there's a like a lot of people have uh you know what we used to call testimonies right we used to say yeah. well these are these are the things that happened to me so these have to be god for so if i could give you an example like when you said a few minutes ago about your um uh, being really close to the grave it was at the grave of your 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 grandparents is that is that correct oh, yeah they live just a little over a mile from my house right right and so that's the kind of thing that i would have definitely looked at as well this is god you know if i thought about a friend and they phoned me or i bumped into them then that was you know that was holy ghost that was holy spirit um and so i started seeing that a lot of people were just interpreting it that way when there's other explanations for it. So for example, you being within a mile, like if that's where you were born and raised within that radius, then the chances of you living somewhere close no, to- No, I wasn't born here. No, I, my yeah. mom grew up, my mom, all right, just to right. clarify, my mom grew up here and left when she was 17. She's, I, I, she moved to a town that's an hour away is where I grew up. Yeah. So I, I did not like, come up. But globally, though, like on the, the globally, the chances of you living close to where your family is buried uh, is, is right. No, like most people, when we're they talking move, about they we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of miles anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't I didn't normally come up to this area. I had no interest in moving up here. Like I said, I lived an hour away. My friends were down there. I wasn't looking to move up here. If anything, yeah. I might have even thought it would bring back bad memories. Um, yeah. think, uh, see, I guess my, I think of nature. Like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? I think the chicken did. I, and I know it's crazy because then you get a, you run into a roadblock. Well, how did God start? I don't know. But it's not like... Like, unless you plant different annuals and things, they're not going to grow. It's like, a like I'm not even the creator. I'm just putting a seed somewhere. So, like a baby, fi all right, figure the first baby or if it was an amoeba and somehow, you know, it's this mushy stuff. We all know if we're parents, a baby cannot survive, like, without someone caring for it 24 seven for a few, for years. So, so to think that first person as an, you know, that crawled out of the primordial soup, like things just don't have, like that seems impossible to me. Mm. You know, what they are, ex what they are discovering in space and in the depth 10,000 feet into the ocean the beautiful animals and fish it's mind-blowing and you you know, the heavens declare the glory of god and the firmament shows his handiwork they'll look at the stars you know so you so, so you, think, you think that the it's, minds that like it, and everyone uh, like a lot of people say with evolution it's like well we're all made of stardust and well what's what would be wrong if the creator used the same ingredients for all things, you know, carbon, oxygen, you know, whatever we're all made of. So, okay, so if the first people couldn't have 
um, you know, couldn't have just e evolved that way because, right? Because we wouldn't have been able to make it on our own. So then, how would how would a creator have started then? Like I don't know, and that's a big right. all in my story. Right. I don't know. I don't. And see, this is where this is where I get like okay, yeah, with this thinking, but I'm I feel like I'm seeing things happen. But go ahead. I don't want, I'm sorry, I broke your thought. No, no, I, I was just going to say, you know, like, um, almost, almost inevitably, when somebody mentions atheism, the conversation, uh, you know, is naturally going to go to uh, whether or not, you know, we're a creation or have right. we evolved. And I find it interesting when I speak to theists, because we get to a place where nobody in the world knows for sure where we came from. Not even the smartest scientific minds or the smartest religious right. minds know it's humbling, for sure. it's humbling, humbling. Right. So why do, why is anything other than we don't know? Why is anything other than that an honest answer? Like, how do we know that there's a God there if nobody, nobody knows? Right. And I think that's why I was agnostic for so long, because I always consider myself an honest person. I want to get to the truth. I want honesty. Yeah. So it's like I had to be honest with myself and the people and say, listen, I'm agnostic. I don't know. And that's OK for right now. Yeah. So maybe I'm no, I can't even say I'm agnostic anymore. But no, but I do. Because I you, do believe, you do believe in in. A, in yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. believe in angels. You know, if there's like a whole really? millions and billions of people here, it's not hard for me to to believe that God's not alone. So there are angels, angels maybe watching over us. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah. I haven't really thought much about it before. Right, right. I, mean, I think I just by default believe that angels and the fallen angels of Satan exactly. and all that stuff. But that's yeah. that's this ridiculous story, you know. Yeah. If people I really, saw, I, God, I personally if really don't. saw God, like people, a third of the angels are not going to like leave, but that's just. A <laughs> yeah, that's another, that's another good story. Yeah. <laughs> the fall of man, uh, which I, I find, uh, you know, like if it didn't happen the way that it happened in the Bible, if there was no talking snake and fruit, forbidden fruit and two people right. created out yeah, of I don't that, then then what is this what is the salvation message then and where does sin there's no such thing as sin then because it's you know no. those are yeah yeah just making yeah. bad choices and you're sowing it like you know you can't whether you want to call it karma sowing reaping you know you plant a seed a tomato seed you're going to get a tomato you're not going to get a banana so <clears throat> you know yeah i try well, to do Mary, the next we've gone We've gone a little bit over already. I hope I didn't keep too much of your time. No, no, um, this is great. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm I'm glad you came on, and I and I'm really glad I heard your story. And uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's quite a story. So, um, if anybody wanted to reach you, um, who's you know any of our listeners okay. or viewers, sure. um, you do you have a Facebook? Yeah, so it's under my regular name, Barry okay. Walters Dorf. Okay. Two Fs on the end. Um, I'm on Instagram just at B Walters Dorf, at B Walters Dorf, because I lost, I canceled one of my other accounts. TikTok, I'm under my name, Barry okay. Walters Dorf again. Uh, so I guess those are things to start. You're yeah. on, you're on a lot more social media than I am. I haven't even yeah. looked at TikTok. <laughs> I'm too that, old for those, TikTok, Barry. <laughs> those I think are mini TED talks for attention spans like mine. You, they can only be a minute long. And, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, and you know what? Go on there. You can join up. You don't even have to make videos, uh, and then just start like finding interests that you like. Right, and then kind of watch them and then you just like them and yeah and then you doing this you would and being a ex preacher you, you would easily be sharing maybe you know your tiktoks yeah it's not all just about 
you know, the kids and the parents doing a little <laughs> that is on there, but it's not all about just those leggings that makes a woman's bum look good. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, there's a lot of that leggings. <laughs> but yeah, so I've talked a lot about a lot of this stuff on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll put them to my Facebook page. Um post them on Instagram. And when you're so when your book is is uh is published, you'll come back and talk to us about that. Oh, that, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. All uh, right, Gary. Well, it was really great talking to you. And uh, I'll send you the link to this so that you can share okay. it on your uh, social media when it when it goes on. All right. Right. All right. You have a good evening. All right. You too. Bye.